0: Welcome back to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. And this is our interview portion of the podcast. I always like to bring in former Bearcat Basketball players. And I'm really excited for this particular interview. You know, last time we had Charles Williams on, former Bearcat Basketball player. And and Charles' story is very, very interesting, coming from Los Angeles, California to Cincinnati and playing for the Bearcats. And there was so much mystery behind Charles. And it was really his first opportunity to tell his story. Um, On this podcast So I I, I love that So uh, this is kind of the same thing Where this former player Is having an opportunity To tell a story And he's not a guy That's out in the public a lot And and talking a lot So there's some stories That people have never heard They've always wondered about And the former player That I would like to bring in Is Ryan Fletcher Uh, Ryan played at Middletown High School And you know what He's listed as one of the Top 10 greatest players basketball players to ever play at Middletown High School and if you go and look at the list of the players that played at Middletown High School wow and he's top 10. He attended UC from 1995 to 2000 and he's part of some of the more historic UC basketball teams under Bob Huggins. So I want to welcome to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast my guy Ryan Fletcher.
1: What's up, Fletcher? <laughs> oh, nothing, man. Living the dream, brother. Living the dream. I appreciate you having. Me.
2: Good. Was that a good intro? That it I was,
1: it, it, Well, You know, I, I didn't realize I was a nominator or or picked as one of the top ten middle players of all time. I. You, I you got You, you got to
2: <laughs> Google yourself. Fletcher Okay.
1: All right. All, all right. I, I found it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I do think I remember seeing that. It was about a year, or two, two three years ago. I do remember seeing that actually. Yeah. Yeah. you might you might have creeped up. You might be
2: top three now. You never know. <laughs> yeah, the top five at least, right? You got to yeah, you got to keep checking that. <laughs> hey, so tell everybody what you're doing now. Well, you know, I uh, I was a financial
1: advisor for 12 years. Um, I, after I, I went overseas and played for seven right out of college, and um, and, th- and then I came back. I, I kind of picked up a hobby of uh, investing. Um, you know, overseas, your family and friends aren't around, so you. Uh, you try to find something to do in your spare time and uh that's what i did and uh, so when i came back i knew financial advising was what i wanted to go into and had a good 12-year run with it um and uh, just due to changes in the industry and um regulators not making things as fun as they were originally mm-hmm. i actually switched gears and went uh now i'm into logistics um uh, i started okay. with a, a company in logistics in um in uh high park uh in december and uh, that's what I'm doing now. I, I had a couple of clients that that worked for a uh, uh, big company here in Cincinnati. Uh, so I wasn't too naive about the industry. I had a little bit of a background with it. So it was, um, you know, the right opportunity came about, and I uh, prayed about it, and God put me where I needed to be. Good. Well, we we
2: know you've always been smart, Fletch. You were, you yeah. were smart when you played, and smart now. So, do you still play at all? I I play pig with my son. That's the extent of it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh,
1: I I don't remember. You remember Dave Dissinger? I Yeah. Um, yeah. When I came back from playing overseas, I, I went to he and I hung out one time, and uh, he uh, he was telling me a story about it. he was playing in the thirty and over league and blew his Achilles out and had to sleep with his foot pointed for like nine weeks. You know, and I I just remember thinking to myself, there's just no way. You know, yep. so. Uh, the extent of my physical activity is, is running on a treadmill three times a week. Uh, but other than that, yeah, no, no, no basketball. Um, and consequently no, uh, no torn Achilles either.
2: Yeah. You know what? It, it happens to a lot of us, you know, that been played at the collegiate level you just hit a point, whether it's five years after you played seven, 10, you just hit a point and you're like, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm I'm done playing. A lot of guys that we played with that I still talk to don't even touch a basketball anymore. It's like there was an expiration yeah. date. Right, right. You know, and then and, and I think playing when it became a business
1: for me, you know, livelihood, I think that changed it a little bit um, because it, it wasn't, at that point it wasn't for fun. It was for living. And uh, it changes your attitude. It changes the, the way that you look at playing basketball. Um, so when I came back, I played a little bit when I came back, but you know, when, when you don't practice every day and you're out of shape, it's just not as fun. Cause you're not as good either, you know? Right. So you're right though. I, I agree with you. You just hit, I hit a point where you're just like, you know, I just have no desire to play anymore. I really don't, yeah. you know, I'll coach my sons and, um, you know, but as far as getting out there and running around, um, that's just not for me
2: anymore. Like you said, I hit that expiration date. No doubt. So let's rewind the tape a little bit. So we're we're back at Middletown High School, and you've mm-hmm. got to make a decision on what college you want to go play at. So take mm-hmm. us through that process and your decision to play for the Bearcats.
1: Yeah, you know, I think growing up here um, in Southwest Ohio, you, you grow up as an athlete. You you want to kind of do two two things: either play
2: football for Ohio State,
1: or I guess it's one A and one one B is, it, or you want to go play. Basketball, either UC or Xavier, depending on, you know, where your your ties are. Um, And believe it or not, I'm a a big Xavier fan as well. You know, being from Cincinnati, as long as they're not playing uh, UC, and I'll root for them.
2: You're very rare, um, Fletch. That's very rare.
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Well, it is, it is, you know. Uh,
1: But I I was a fan of both, and uh, both of the – you know, it came down actually to those two. Uh, There was a couple Big Ten schools in there. Okay. Uh, but at the end of the day, I want to stay close to home. And, um, um, you, you know, and, and at the time, I just felt like UC was the, the place for me. You know, I came down and I met the players. Um, I'd been a UC fan, you know, since they went to the Final Four in the Elite Eight. Um, so, for me, it was like kind of a living, in, you know, a dream. It was a dream come true for me. Sure. So, and, and you know, Hug sold been- me and... And, yeah, i was uh, gonna
2: say, Hugs. I mean, he's a he's a great recruiter, first of all. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Dan Forson said he could sell a bridge. And, uh, oh, <laughs> no, no doubt about that. Right, right. So, when, so you get to the University of Cincinnati, right. and you know, one thing that you became famous for was the long white socks. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So the long white <laughs> Wh where, where did that come from? Were you doing that in high school? I don't remember. I, I was
1: not doing that in high school. I'll I tell you where it came from. Okay, so my sophomore year, I had a stress fracture in uh, one of my shins, my t- uh, tibia, I think. And <clears throat> Jay Grossman, who's our trainer, um, yep. said that that's caused because the muscles aren't reacting fast enough, so the stress goes on to the bone which in turn causes a, a fracture, a stress fracture. Um, and I said, well, why aren't the muscles reacting fast? He said, well, a lot of times they're just not warmed up or you're not warming up properly. Or, you know, it, it was a lot of different reasons. But I said, well, what if I pull my socks up? You know, the shoe was always cold, you know, right. um, just a big open space like that. Yep. I so, uh, so I said, you know, if I, if I, I, what if I pull my socks up? And, and, you know, that'll at least keep my legs warm, warmer anyway. So he said, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, so so that's where it came from you know and it was just kind of like uh I, and i remember like uh you know a couple of my uh friends that you see or relatives that they, they when they sat up at the top they said they couldn't tell the difference between me and the other white guys <laughs> uh, so right, said, right. You, you know what maybe this will help that too so uh, yeah
2: for sure yeah so
1: differentiate, if you inter- inter- myself from uh from the other white guys in it you know it kept me healthy <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what's funny about that is, so when I tweeted out a few times that uh, you were going to be a guest um, mm-hmm. on the show, we're going to interview you. Um, quite a few people wanted me to ask you the question about the long white socks, and it's just yeah, isn't it so crazy that you know during the time in which we played, there was just it, it was just an iconic time for mm-hmm. Bearcat basketball and sports in the city, you know mm-hmm. and. And people just remember little things like that, like your white yeah. socks or mm-hmm. Kenyon Martin's wristband, Demar Johnson's headband, the shoes yeah. we wore. Versus, you know, Xavier. That, that always intrigues me so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, and I, I think looking back on it, you know, during that era, um, you know, the Reds weren't very competitive. The Bengals weren't real competitive in the nineties. So U C basketball we, we kinda of took the spotlight, you know, uh, by default yep, sure. almost. Yep. And yep. um so we got we did you know, of course we got a lot of attention. Coach Huggins was an icon here and um and then you know, I think I think thirty two of our my senior year, thirty two of our games, twenty eight of them are on national television.
2: Wow.
1: So um
2: yeah, so I you And know, back I, and I, back then that is a that was a big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, we you know, we we weren't like, you know, tied into ESPN like the Big East was or you know, I think we were you know we did fox or national television, and yep. uh yeah you know, hugs told me that stat. and it was you know just amazing, you know so um you don't realize it when you're in it involved with it, you know but uh as an outsider looking in, I guess that's that's one of the things that uh let you know that people remember high socks twenty years later
2: <laughs> it's cra- it's crazy so t- yeah. so so tell me about the relationship um you know from your Freshman year until your senior year, your relationship with Coach Huggins, and, and here's why I ask that because <clears throat> I think for most players that played for Huggins and mm-hmm. played for you know four years, I, I think you go through a transition period. There's that there's that love hate love. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a it's it's a process you go through with Huggins. Yeah. There are times you want to quit. So, mm-hmm. am I right about that? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There well, is give some people some insight from your standpoint on that. Well,
1: you, you know, um, you know, I didn't play my first two years because we were, we were, um, I mean, we were good. We made the lead eight, and yep. then the next year we were the number one team in the country preseason. So the relationship then, not It wasn't. Um, it was like almost like I didn't really know him, you know. So it's more f- fear, I guess, <laughs> you yep. know, just see Here's this guy yelling at me all the time, and, <laughs>
0: right. uh, and then when you start
1: play, when you start playing, it becomes more of uh, I'm, I'm fearful of failing, you know, and uh-huh. uh, and then here's this guy yelling at me. But what he's telling me is is what's going to help me not fail. Which ultimately, as an athlete, that's I think that's your biggest fear is get out there and and not be good enough. Right. Uh, so it goes. It moves from being not knowing him to being fearful to uh, loving him and trusting him. And counting on him to to make sure that I don't fail, and then it goes even further. Is we're having massive success here. I love this guy. You know, yep. like he's making my life a lot better because he knows how to coach basketball, and because of him, we beat m- most everybody. Which yep. you know, it makes my life a lot better. You know, like uh, sure. you know, people people love me because I'm playing for this guy. You know, yeah. I know. yeah for so. Sure. Um, and then afterwards, you know, after you graduate, uh, it's all love after that. You know, there's no more of the yelling. It's just more just um, calling him, seeing how he's doing, you know, having him tell you a couple jokes and making yep. you laugh and uh, and just appreciation, you know. I appreciate the fact that I, I played for this guy, and he taught me a lot, not just about basketball, but life. And uh, looking back on, you know, the time I spent with him, I wish I would have appreciated it more, you know. Yep. Oh, we all do. I mean that's just yeah. that's
2: part of life, right? The, the, right. the maturation process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, yeah it and, is. And and another thing that someone wanted me to bring up to you and and that was and this was actually during our time together. Um mm-hmm. you you broke your hand in practice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just <yourself. laughs> you know, um
1: one of those things where I, I didn't make a play. It was very simple uh, play. We were, I think, we were defending against back cuts or something. And as I kind of walked by the backstop, which was padded, a huge pad, very <laughs> thick, I kind of punched. You know, I punched it just out of uh, frustration.
2: Yep. Not thinking
1: for you know, and it was left-handed, so maybe I hit it a little bit harder than what I thought I could. And I looked down and and um, I was like, Oh my god, I think I broke my hand. You know, it was just like <laughs> surreal. And, uh, you know, you think then, of course, then after the fact, you're like, God, how stupid was that? You know, it's just something I totally could avoid. As as much of the things that we do out there that you could end up with an injury, I get injured by walking by and punching the backstop. You know, yep. it's just yep. embarrassing. And one of those things you look back and say, how, oh, how could I be so stupid? But, you know, I probably smacked that backstop or, um, you know, kicked it or something,
2: you know, a hundred times and just – that one it time. Was that was, one time. And, yeah. then, and, and then So what did they do to your hand? So did they, did they cast it and wrap it? Because mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, but I remember you played the – I mean, you, Yeah, you yeah. Mechanics. So I think that was a
1: uh, Friday, Saturday morning, I think. Uh, I had surgery Saturday morning. We were off Sunday. But the surgery was uh, I broke my uh, you know, my ring finger and my pinky finger, metacarpals in my hand. So they put a plate mm-hmm. and six screws over the ring finger. And then two pins because both of them were cracked in half, both those bones, and then a, two pins in a, um, in a in my pinky. So it was stable uh, right after that. Um, and then Doc Cosima did a great job with that. And then they just put a cast that allowed me to be able to hold the ball. And luckily it was my left hand, so I could still
2: shoot. Yep. Not
1: that not that I should have, but uh, <laughs> still, yeah, I still
2: managed to. That and, sounds like uh, some bugs would say. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, so, um, so you know, I just put that cast on. It was a soft cast. They allowed me to play with it. And, you know, what it did was it, it made me focus more on moving my feet yep. um, instead of, like, pushing and holding with your hands, which is, you know, what, what typically we go to. Um, so it, it uh, by default, made me actually a better defender. You know, just taught me how to move my feet. It's funny how
2: that happens, but – and if I remember correctly, that ne- that next game you played, you rebounded the ball very well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that's what I was saying. When I
1: think I had surgery Saturday. We're off Sunday. Monday, I got fitted for the cast. Tuesday, I had a half of practice. Wednesday, I practiced full and then played 24 minutes on Thursday. So less than a week <laughs> after doing it. Yeah, um, I, I played 24 minutes. You know, I, I, you know, like you said, I think I rebounded it pretty well.
2: You did. You did. Yeah. I, I I distinctly – I remember that whole – I was like, oh, he's done for the year. I said, he's not going to play. And Hugs was, you know, cussing and yelling at you. You mm-hmm. screwed the team, blah, blah, blah. But little did we know that you'd come back and you yeah. rebound the ball the way you did, defend the way you did. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, and
1: I think that was one of the times that, you know, I, I came – I remember coming back in the locker room and I said, "You got to still play, Fletch. We we had, you know, there's three of big guys and we, you, you're one of them. We can't play with Bob and Ken the whole game." Yep. And uh and that's when I kind of like that's when I was like, "Okay, I I but you got to t- give me confidence that I can do this. You know, I'm out there with one hand. I'm I'm of course, you know, the, the biggest fear of going out there healthy, let alone now you're with one hand um and he you know he just kind of worked with me and it made me believe that I could go out there and still play and be productive and help the team and I did you know um yep. that that's kind of where it went from he and I at each other's throats to a son father
0: <laughs> yeah uh, he's
1: going to love me now and know that I'm I'm down on myself and he's going to now you know take a different role um, yep. yeah which is uh, only
2: hugs could do you know only only hugs so we go from you know you got the long white socks, everybody knows you for that, and then the game with the broken hand. And there are they're, they're, they're two games that I specifically want to get your perspective on. One, a game I I wasn't involved with, another one I was, but one I wasn't involved with, and that was the UNC Charlotte game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. The UNC incident, UNC Charlotte incident. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know what, man? I I was blamed for something that I didn't do, um, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and I'm gonna throw somebody under the bus right now. Okay. Uh, no, uh, so uh, let's just say that we're walking back to the locker room, and a teammate of mine was in front of me, in front of all of us, way in front, and uh, picked up a ball because now, they were, is, you know, oh, they're fans. Oh, hold on, Fletcher.
2: Or, we we gotta set the stage though real quick. So, mm-hmm. um. That that UNC Charlotte, at, you were at UNC Charlotte, and that and that, yep. that crowd is crazy.
1: Crazy. And, and then literally they're like, their student section is literally like four foot behind yep. our uh, bench. like And it's not like a regular arena. It's like a high school basketball arena where they're like, you know, the bleachers go all the way down to the floor. And there's nothing but like a, you know, a roped off area that separates our bench from their student section you know. Mm-hmm. And um I, so the whole game they had megaphones and everything. And then, you know, occasionally you get hit with something they threw. Um, just obnoxious and um you, everything you'd want from a from a home crowd, I guess, if you're if you're in Chief Charlotte, but um a little overboard at, uh, at times, I felt. Mm-hmm. And um so yeah, so it, it was it was crazy. It, you know, it was almost like um you're walking into a you know uh, enemy territory there and they, and they made you really feel like they,
2: they hated you no doubt yeah so so you're, so you're walking through the tunnel
1: mm-hmm. we're walking back to the tunnel and uh the, you know they, of course their crowd is as we're walking the tunnel they, they've got a number of fans that have um are hanging on the rail to just, just, just scream at us more i guess and somebody's through, I, I guess they said it was a quarter, and hit a teammate of mine who was who was already angry because he didn't play well. Way in front of us, and um, and we see him pick a ball up off of the off the rack and throw it, and he hits this. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. I mean, and they start just winging stuff at us, and uh, mm-hmm. Charles Williams tried to go up in the stands, and he didn't. You know, they were. It was after that. It was kind of like. Um, everybody was you know just trying to grab our players and and sure trying to get their fans away but uh now yeah, you me threw and a, ball a couple in other the stands, people
2: right what's that you threw a ball in the stands right i
1: did yeah so uh so as we're i'm behind everybody and um and as we're walking they start throwing stuff at us so i look over and there's that ball rack and me and a, and a couple of other teammates start throwing balls at them cuz they're throwing batteries and quarters at us Yep. I never hit anybody with a ball. Um, but I was trying. I <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> yeah. I mean they were they were they were, you know, pelting stuff at us too. And it you know, I'm a nineteen twenty. I'm not really thinking that God Ryan, you could really hurt somebody. Um, you're throwing, you know, from six foot away, but uh at that point they were kinda of dodging and um I, I don't think anybody got hit except for that first one, but um except you know they they were they were drilling us with things too so it was all um you know i think it was overblown it, you know it wasn't really as big as what they tried to make it it was, it was you know typical
2: now you know, you see on the road you got suspended for one game after that
1: i well you, you know i uh i was redshirted that year so i wasn't playing anyway Okay. Um, yeah, so I wasn't playing anyways, and um, but I I, um, I got blamed for the first ball that was thrown. But it wasn't and you. It wasn't me. No, it wasn't me, which it, it you know it wasn't, uh, I didn't really care. I threw balls, so what, what difference does it make? You know, like <laughs> if, 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 I, if it was mine or not, but um, so, yeah, so I go in, and we're going to USC after that, our team is, and uh, I actually had to have my wisdom teeth removed, so uh, I wasn't going anyways, but Hugs was like, yeah, we're just going to say you're not going with us. And I remember going to his office. I said, okay, so is that it? I'm thinking there's probably more punishment, you know, because this is on the news. And he's like, no, we're good. Let's go ahead. I said, are you, I said, we're not getting any more trouble. He said, yeah, we're going to line you and Ken and Mel up against the wall and throw balls at you today.
2: <laughs> that was
1: Hugs' reaction. I
2: don't, I think he had something else he was dealing with too. So I was just like, get out of my office. No, you know? Oh, yeah. that. That game right there, I think it's still you can still find that on YouTube. But every uh, time Fletch we went to UNC Charlotte, there was some sort of incident. Yeah, There's always yeah. something there. Mm-hmm. But it, mm-hmm. that's rivalry games. But let's mm-hmm. let's go into probably one of the greatest Bearcat games in in history, and that's the at the Great Alaska Shootout mm-hmm. versus, versus Duke. Yeah. So, yeah, I've I've told the story a million times, but I'm telling it from the end of the bench and a walk-on's perspective. Um, your involvement in that game was was so big, so wh- why don't you tell the story, wrap it any way you want and mm-hmm. just, and give Bearcat fans your perspective on that game?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, kind of leading into it is, uh, you got to realize, that I think Michael Horton was suspended, so we're walking in with the freshman point guard, Logue. Um, mm-hmm. Alvin Mitchell was our two guard, and, yep. uh, you know, we were three or four games into the season. Um, he was new. Pete Michaels was our three. He was new. And then um, me and Ken uh, were, like, the only returning players on the team. I think Eugene Land, Don Little were the first off the bench. Yep. Um, but we didn't have much after that. You know, I mean, um, I think we had, what, like four fans?
2: <laughs>
1: and, and, <laughs> and, you know, uh, including and us. Uh, on the and a couple doctors. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Duke was uh, – uh, well represented there you know that i think the trading was from there they just yep. maybe recruited carlos boozer who's from alaska somewhere
2: he was there yeah uh, yeah, and
1: uh so all you know the whole the whole arena is rooting for dudes and the one team in the country they got six you know lottery picks um and um i remember them asking before the game they asked hugs what what we had in common with duke and he said well they uh they got a lot of McDonald's All-Americans and, uh, well, my guys like to eat at McDonald's.
2: <laughs> right, I, right <laughs> that, yep. was, that was
1: our similarity. And, that. uh,
2: so,
1: you know, we, we, we came out and giving it to him. Well, Pete Michael was, um, you know, he was handling the business. That's when I, that's when I realized Pete Michael was everything they made him out to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, I think we went up by a bunch and then they
2: came back and then the second half was back and forth, back and forth. And, um, let me ask you this then, question you know, real quick. Let me, let me stop yeah. you. So, we go up. What were we up by? Like nineteen at one point, something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: nineteen, twenty, something like that.
2: Yeah. And I and I remember Hugs during halftime saying, "Like, listen, they're Duke. They're going to yeah. come back. We just mm-hmm. have to, you know, we have to make sure when we get towards the end, we got to stop their runs." And yeah. Remember, Hugs used to always say, "We have to find a way. We have yeah. to find a way." Yeah. We knew they were going to make runs.
1: Yeah, uh, they were just too talented not to.
2: You know, no doubt. They, they were yeah
1: they were going to make a run. I think that we kind of got them off guard. They thought they were going to walk in and blow us out like they had everybody else. Yep. And um and we weren't having that. Um <clears throat> So, yeah. So, yeah, they made their run. I think they even took the lead. And uh uh and, and we, you know, and then it was just kind of like the last 5 minutes back and forth, back and forth, trading punches and and then you know, then they take the lead and then we uh call time out. And you know that home run play. I yep. think that we we put that in like after <clears throat> at the end of the practice, right before we got on the bus to t- catch the plane. We put that in. I think we were already undressing, and Hug said, "Come back out here," and we kind of just walked through it, you know. And um, and then, you know, lo and behold, we we have to use it, and thank God, that, you know, for Kenyon Martin. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, well how did you make that pass? Well, the, well, as long as I kept it in the King arena, Martin. Meechum. You know, but <laughs> Ken is as athletic as it gets. As long as I kept it in the arena, he was going to get it.
2: So, listen, the, the, one thing that fans love, they, they love to hear the locker room stories
0: or the mm. timeout
2: stories, the huddle. So let's talk about that huddle mm. and that timeout where Hugs is talking about that play, home yeah. run, to win the game and your uh-huh. role in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you, were you, I mean, it was such an intense moment. Like I'll be mm-hmm. honest, I zoned out. Yeah. I, I didn't hear a word he said. Right. What was going on with you? You know, I,
1: I, I tried to just remain calm. I knew what we were going to run and uh, I had all the confidence I could throw it, you know, it was a mm-hmm. high school quarterback. So I, I knew I was going to be able to throw it. Um, and when I walked down there, you know, to the other end, I, I asked the ref to make the cheerleaders move back and, um, I remember talking to Mel as we're walking out, um, I knew what we were going to run and, uh, I, and the worst case scenario, I thought, you know what, we gave him a great game, you know, more better than what anybody else, but it, you're not really thinking winning or losing. You're thinking about what I need to do here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and, and the ref made it back up and I remember telling Mel, listen, you come up like you're, I'm going to throw it to you and then take off. You know, and it, and it worked out perfect. Number one is Elton Brand, well, nobody could guard Kenyon or get, stop him from getting the ball. So I knew I was going right to Kent, mm-hmm. you know, um, and which is what the play was designed to do. And then Trajan Langdon on Melvin, I mean, p- people probably remember, Melvin was, uh, I mean, I, I think if he didn't play college basketball, he could play college football, you know, 6-3. No, Six no three. About that. Yeah, fast, athletic, so, Trady Langdon, even if he knew it was coming, was going to have a tough time staying next to Mel, you know? Yep.
2: And, and Trady and, slipped. Uh, he did? Yeah, he, yeah. He slipped on that, mm-hmm. you know, he, when when Mel made the move forward and then went back when, yeah. when Kenyon caught that ball, he slipped a little bit to go back and watch the video. but
1: Yeah, well, that makes sense because I, I told him, you know, come up like you're going to come up to get it, and I'm going to look at you and, like, pump fake it. You know, and they were pressuring. They were trying to, you know, deny any kind of inbounds pass. Yep. And uh and then as soon as I looked at Mel, then I just threw it, and i remember thinking, please don't hit the scoreboard, please don't hit the scoreboard, and it just kind of <laughs> sailed right, <laughs> it sailed right underneath it, man. And The next thing you know, I saw Ken grab it, and t- t- and then I just saw, then I didn't see the ball like a tip, but I just saw Mel flying through the air, you know, and dunked it, and I just remember thinking, wow. That worked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It <That> actually worked. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know if we could have ran it again and, 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 you know, and had it be that successful, but we didn't need to. We, we, you know, we did it that one time and that kind of put our, that class, that group of guys on the map, you know. No doubt.
2: Because, that know, is no doubt, I don't even know if you remember this, but, so after the game was over and and we won that tournament, they gave us, like, a big gold, like, it was like a plate Mm -hmm. um, as a trophy, and uh, we go to the airport, and obviously the game was real late at night um, Mm -hmm. back here in Cincinnati, so we get back to the airport, and there are, are like, tons and tons of people there at the airport waiting on us, and
0: Sean Myrick,
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sean Myrick, who's uh, one of our fun, one of the funniest teammates. Yeah, yeah. He he is like holding that plate, and like we're getting off the plane. He's holding up to the media, and he's like doing <laughs> interviews. <laughs> you know, you doing? You yeah, were, yeah. Give that right. to Kenyon or Fletcher. That was so funny. Right, right. That was, yeah, that,
1: that, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs>
2: That's such a, a. I think just such a. That was not a great moment for us. Helped us bond as a team, but I mean, yeah. People, look in history i mean that that play that game just just took it to an iconic level and for you to be mm-hmm. part of that play in that game man that that puts you amongst you know some of the most favorite bearcat mm-hmm. players of all time I, I i hope you understand that you know that
1: yeah you you know and it, like i say it's kind of like uh, from the outside looking in i don't think that we see that perspective but i i you know i i Got a little bit of a, an idea because anytime I bring up U.C. basketball, pe- people always go right to that play, yep. and um, it's a little ironic that, uh, that you know I think I played in like 128 wins or something, but the one the one thing I remember for <laughs> is throwing a pass, you know, yeah, like a yep. quarterback pass. <laughs> so, yep, um, unbelievable. Yeah, it was. You know, I think, I think just the whole setup of it, being Duke, number one team the country, on Thanksgiving, uh, that night, you know, where it was like a perfect time for everybody used uh, Cincinnati to be up and out and, you know, watching the game and then us to win in that, that kind of atmosphere and in that way. Um, it was a, you know, it was a perfect storm. It was yeah. a perfect storm, yeah.
2: No doubt. So, hey, i got a couple more things that I want to um, talk to you about. One – um, a gentleman that I think impacted a lot of us, um, not only um, mm-hmm. players, fans, mm-hmm. administrators, um, friends of the program, and that mm-hmm. was Chuck Mayshock, and he just yeah. passed away. There was a celebration of his mm-hmm. life at UC. Yeah. He's, a, he's in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, just give give some thoughts on Chuck, if you have yeah. a story. Mhm.
1: You, you know um I kind of felt, I felt like Chuck had a big influence on me as a person and uh, as a player. Um I think after my junior year um he we, we agreed we we set up um He and I set up times that summer that he would come in after work and we we would just go through workouts. He would work me out, you know, and Mm -hmm. taught me a lot about, you know, body movement and and positioning myself and, uh, you know, just a big man coach. So I got to know Chuck that way. And then um, and uh, ironically, after um, I played overseas, I came back and reconnected with him because he was a financial advisor as well. Right, and uh, he heard that I started, and we met at games, and then we started talking, and then we started going to lunch together, and uh, you know I, I, I didn't, you know, did he, he kind of helped me in, in that regard? Um, you know, I would always go to him for advice, you know, just starting out in the career. He he'd been doing it for a number of years, so I would you know go down and have lunch with him uh, probably once a month. Uh, it felt like, and just pick his brain about investments, and then we you know would always bring up you know, a couple of hug stories here and there, but, uh, so I got to know him on a personal level, you know, as well out, as outside the basketball. I'm, I'm very grateful for that because he, he was a great man, you know? Um, and I, I was, I tell you, I was, I was, it hit me hard when, yeah. uh, when I found out of his passing, it really did. But, uh, you know he's in a better place now. I know that the, the hell's wise, he, he wasn't doing well. And, um, but he was—he was—he was a—he was, he was a, a good—a good guy, and a, and a great mentor for me, and really had a positive influence,
2: not only as a basketball player but as a person and then as a, as a professional. Um, well, well said, and I think a lot okay. of a lot of former players feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So, let's end on this. Uh, we we have to end on your favorite hug story yeah give us a good hug story
1: yeah so it 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 goes back to the duke game and it's not you know i could tell you a hundred funny hug stories but the one that that always kind of sticks with me and and i would say this is getting a chapter in my book um and i haven't Mm -hmm. written a book yet mitchell i'm gonna come to you before i do though (laughs) Uh, let me know when you're ready yeah so uh as you know like like uh you know, Duke that year, you know, they had their starting five. Four of them were lottery picks. William Avery, Trajan Lane, and Umbrand and then uh, I think Chris Carwell, And then they had McGee coming off the bench and Shane Battier, who was the National Player of the Year, coming off the bench. And, um, you know, probably two or three other McDonald's All-Americans behind them. But so there was a little bit of a uh, uh, question whether or not Shane Battier was going to play because he had the flu, you know. So what they're going to be was uh, one of their – eight lottery picks. Uh, <laughs> right. But right before the game, it was on ESPN when we were getting ready that uh, that he was going to play. You know, heaven forbid they'd be without their, you know, national player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I go to get on the elevator to catch the bus, and it opens up in his June Hugs and their daughters. And I said, uh, you know, Hugs, did you hear that Battier's going to play? And he said, Fletch, why wouldn't we want anything but their best? Yep. You know, and that kind of sums up Coach Huggins. You know, yep. he he he. It was like we're going to beat them. Yep. So when we do, why would we want? Any, why wouldn't we want anything but their best when we beat them? So they don't have any excuse. Yep. We beat them, and they had their best. And uh, that to me, that's hugs, man. You know, what I mean, that it gets me chills just saying it now. It was like it wasn't like, oh, I know, you know, they're they're tough without, and we're going to have to do our best. No, it was why would we want anything but their best? we you yep. know. Uh, That's hugs. You yeah, summed it up for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably my favorite hug story, you know, just because it was he and I, the only ones, it was right before that iconic game that we won, you know, that kind of put me and Kenyon and Pete and that whole group of us that, you know, on the map there. Um, and um, and before the game, it was kind of like he knew we were going to win, and, you know, Bob would win anything but their best, you know. It's kind of like,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Why wouldn't yeah. I, You know, no so, doubt. Yeah.
2: Well, Fletch, you've been you've been great. I mean, this is exactly what I wanted Bearcat fans to hear. And like I said, they Bearcat fans love to hear the behind the scenes stories, getting you know a a look into what a player was thinking, like a play, the mm-hmm. home run play. And I think for you, Fletch, you know, player, especially fans now, there's a whole new generation of fans. Mm-hmm. And with the internet, they can Google stuff. They can they can Google videos, pictures, and some of them, I don't think know a lot about you. So yeah, I think the other you know the older fans do mm-hmm. uh, from from our generation. But it's good mm-hmm. for them to hear you know about yeah, Fletch right. and the stories and the socks. Mm-hmm. So this this was great. And yeah, what I'd like to do is. When when we get out of the Bearcat season and and get to the the off season, I'm going to continue to do the podcast. I'm going to have former players um, come back on, but we definitely got to get you back on, talk mm-hmm. some more stories because as you know, you could write a book on all the things that happen. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's tons of stories. I don't want to give God. them all away today. Right, right we're gonna we're gonna save some. So Okay.
1: Absolutely, this, brother. Any any time. You know that. This is, anytime.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I always
1: joke people ask, you know, hey, are, when they see me like you know, being tall. Are, are you do you play basketball somewhere? I'm like, no, I I used to. I, I used to be cool. That's what I tell them. I used to be cool, <laughs> right. to me, so I'm not cool anymore. See, you know, no, I'm
2: old now. No one ever, no one ever comes up and asks me if I used to play basketball. <laughs> no, one. well, I tell you a funny story. I was in Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. and I was at a boxing gym, a famous boxing gym in Los Angeles, and <clears throat> and someone introduced me and said, "Hey, you know, this guy played for the Bearcats." Mm-hmm. And so and there were athletes in there, boxers, some professional, and and so they were like, "Oh, okay, cool. You know, what, what, what position?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I was guard." Yeah. And so we start talking. The whole time, they thought I was talking about football. They thought <laughs> I played. They like thought I was a football player. Right. Well, you are a pretty beast now. I mean, you, you <laughs> got to make small I'm, on us. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little stronger, Fletch. I'm a little stronger I know. now. And so, I like it. But about 15 minutes into it, I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." Uh, I played basketball. Everyone <laughs> right. like the whole room looked at me like. Uh-huh. No, you didn't play basketball. I said, "Hold <laughs> on, let me get out my phone." And then I started showing oh, yeah. pictures, uh-huh. and then they were just laughing. They were like, "What?" Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's comical. That's yeah, great. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Fletch, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, so thanks for having me on again. This is going to be a mm-hmm. big hit, trust me, because there were folks on social media that mm-hmm. really
0: wanted me to get you on the show. So I cool. appreciate you coming on.
2: Yes, I appreciate you having me, man.
1: Always a pleasure, brother. Anytime.
0: I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I want to thank my former teammate, and I consider a Bearcat legend, Ryan Fletcher, for coming on the show. Man, you talk about some great, great stories, a lot of things people have never heard and always have wondered about. And also, if you're out there, um, hit me up on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham, M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, all those different social media outlets. And please continue to support this podcast. And I appreciate all the Bearcat fans out there. Go Bearcats.